Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oklahoma Drill Podcast. I am your host, Andrew, and as always, I got my co-host, Matt, here with me. We got a really fun episode for you guys here today. We are going to do a fantasy draft of all of the players at the Senior Bowl coming up this week uh, down in Mobile, Alabama. Put together a couple of teams of the best players that we see out of this group, and at the end of the day, we're going to have a couple of rosters competing against each other, have you guys vote for who has the best team. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun, be a good way to introduce these guys before we get ahead of the practices. First things first, there are a couple of names that are pretty big names, but we're not too sure whether they actually will be attending or not. Uh, they were taken off the media report. However, they are still listed on the official senior bowl rosters. And those are three guys are Jahan Dotson, the wide receiver from Penn state, Devin Lloyd, the linebacker from Utah and Hassan Haskins, the running back from Michigan got some pretty big names there. Um, we're not too sure on those guys, so we're going to include them tentatively. That is subject to change. We'll work from there. Matt, let's go ahead and get right into it. You have lucked into the first pick of our fantasy draft here, so you get the pick of the litter for your team. We're going to add uh, no more than two players at each position, some players only one. So go ahead, Matt, with the first pick in our fantasy draft of the Senior Bowl 2022. Who are you selecting? All right. This is a tough choice. Actually, no, it wasn't really a tough choice at all. Uh, I'm no. going Jermaine Johnson, Edge from Florida State. Uh, we've talked offline, online about how uh, much of a monster this guy is, how every snap you just see him explode off the line and just fights with a severe ferocity to get to the quarterback. Uh, and I've sort of teetered on the edge with saying, all right, He's good. I know he's good, but is he good enough to throw him into the first round? And now not only do I put him in the first round, I have him as my edge three. So I can see him going in the top 15 after people fall in love with him at the senior bowl. Uh, I know you love him. So I had to take him before you did, because I knew you would take him first otherwise. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go Jermaine Johnson, monster edge from Florida state. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind he's the best player in this uh, in this entire senior bowl class, uh, and it's really not even that close. You are 100% right there. I would have taken him if you did not, uh, and he's my edge too. Now he's overtaking Karloftis even, um, and I think he's a top 10 pick. So no, no disagrees, uh, disagreements there. That gives me the second pick here. Uh, I'm going to go to a, the offensive side of the ball, actually, and I'm going to take Jahan Dotson. Um, I think this guy is really just dynamic in as many ways as you could hope for um, is routine in getting open, creates good separation. 
as has good uh, good hands, makes contested catches, makes the circus catches, has been electric, not only breaking tackles, making uh, plays with the ball in his hands uh, after space and after contact. He's a deep receiver as well. He's just complete. I mean, there's, there's really not any holes in his game. You could really be looking for, he's got size to play on the outside. He can play in the slot at the same time. He can be a weapon on screens he can be a weapon down the field. I, I mean, I just, I think he's the best receiver at the senior bowl. Uh, I think he's the best offensive player at the senior bowl period. I think you're right. Uh, he was definitely going to be my second pick. If you didn't pick him, uh, I, he's one of my favorite wide receivers in this class. Uh, I would love to pair him with more and Davis. Uh, I think he does so many of the same things as more that they could be interchangeable and being, and having to defend both of them would be extremely tough for any defense. Uh, so I love Dotson. I hope he plays. Uh, I hope we get to see him. I believe he's on the Jets roster as well. So uh, we'll get he a is, nice, yes. uh, yeah, we'll get a nice close up look of him. Um, great pick. Uh, and now that you took my pick, uh, I need to do something else. And I think I figured it out. All right. I'm going to go with Trey McBride. The, since there's not a lot of uh, wide receiver uh, depth at, in the senior bowl that I, that I really know about. Uh, I'm going to go with the tight ends because we know that this is a deep tight end class and tight end one Trey McBride. Uh, the guy is a complete player. He can line up in line. He can line up in the slot. He can do whatever you need him to do. He's probably the most well-rounded tight end in this class. And it's a deep class. Uh, like I said, uh, there's several guys that made my, my top big board, uh, that's going to be uh, at the senior bowl. Uh, Trey McBride, come on down. You are now my top receiver. I like it. I like it. Um, definitely. They're going to be the top tight end at the senior bowl. Probably the tight, tight, top tight end in the draft at this point. No complaints there. Um, I went offense first, so I'm going to go defense next. And this may end up biting me in the butt because both these guys may end up not playing, but I'm going to take Devin Lloyd. Uh, best linebacker of the group, a uh, guy that I think, is getting a little forgotten about in the Nicobe Dean hype and Nicobe Dean hype is warranted. Don't get me wrong, but this guy's pretty good too. He fits the same sort of role. Um, just speed coverage, ability instincts, all of it. He's, he's going to be, he's a, your modern NFL linebacker. That's what they're built like. And he's the next one in line. I think him and Nicobe Dean are, are practically equal as prospects. I don't really have one separated too farly ahead of the other. Uh, I have Dean ahead of Lloyd only because I believe Lloyd is a little bit older of a prospect. Uh, and for older prospects, I, I kind of tend to push them down my board a little bit. Uh, but that doesn't change the fact that he is a dynamic player on defense. He will fly around. He will make plays. Uh, that's a great pick. Um, I can, I, I believe he's on the Jets roster as well uh, as uh, Dotson and he and is. Dotson and Lloyd. I think the only one that's not is uh, Jermaine Johnson, which sucks, but uh, I'll, I'll be happy to watch Lloyd up close and uh, yeah, good pick. All right, let's see. I'm going to stay on the offensive side here for my third pick. I'm going to go with Bernard Rainman, uh, offensive tackle from central Michigan. Uh, this guy is a former tight end, uh, much like Fant, and he's put on a lot of weight. He, I think he showed up to, to Western Michigan at around like 230. Now he's beefed up to around 300, maybe a little bit more. Uh, and he's got dynamic movement skills. I believe he is the perfect developmental tackle prospect uh, that we can sort of bring in and maybe replace Fant if 
if something happens with fans fans contract um or if, if something develops there i believe rayman rayman can come in and pretty much take over and be that swing uh that we need yeah i haven't gotten to him yet um i've gotten through a handful of the offensive tackles so far but i haven't gotten to him yet so i'll be interested to get to him next um see what he's all about it sounds uh like i'd be on board you know how i feel about the tackles um what am i gonna do here let's see Tell you what, uh, I'm going to take the first quarterback off the board because it is the most position, most important position in sports. Uh, I'm going to take Desmond Ritter. Um, I think that he is the most complete player at the position in this class. Um, and I think come April, you're going to have some team trading up for him. I'm not saying that necessarily might be warranted and it might not be how I view him. I think he's a mid to late first round player at best but I could see him going top 10 because a team falls in love and there's a lot of quarterback needy teams this year. And the senior bowl is going to be a good place to start that. I think it's a great decision by him to go and show off his athletic talent. I think once teams get to see him next to Kenny Pickett live, they're going to see that he's a different caliber of guy. So give me Desmond Ritter as my quarterback. All right. Yeah. And Ritter's been one of my top uh, prospects for a while since last yeah, year. Yeah, You turned me on to him actually. I remember last year being like, you know what? I like this guy even amongst the the, the quarterback choices of last year. And mm-hmm. uh, luckily uh, for him, maybe that he uh, he sat a year. I mean, it's a year. He uh, went back, and uh, now he's coming out in a in a weaker class. So yeah, he can definitely uh, be the guy that really shines in this group. And we kind of really need a guy to shine out of this quarterback group because mm-hmm. the number four pick's not really looking that great. So if a quarterback can really separate himself, uh, it would be nice because then maybe we can, uh, you know, beat off of that and trade back. Uh, good pick. Uh, but now that you picked the quarterback, we all, we're only taking one quarterback. So I can probably wait on my quarterback a little bit uh, since uh, I don't think anybody else is really going to separate themselves as much as Ritter will. So let's see. You know what? I'm going to round out my uh, edges. I know it. I knew it. And I'm going to get Kingsley Enigbari from South Carolina. Uh, Enigbari, I I believe he's one of the the most brainiest edge rushers in this draft. Every time, every snap, you see him sort of formulating in his head what exactly he wants to do. And he comes at tackles and interior linemen with a plan. And he's usually very successful. He had one of the highest win rates uh, this season. Uh, He didn't fly off the charts when it came to sack numbers, but he knows how to wreak havoc. He can get pressure and he's very good at setting the edge. He's very long. uh, So he disengages from blocks very well. I can't really think of many other people that would make better strong side edges than Anikbari and put him on the other side of uh, Jermaine Johnson, which they will be on the Lions side, they're on the same uh, roster. Uh, so that's that's going to be a challenge for for any uh, a tackle group. Seeing those two guys, Jermaine Johnson and Enikbari, uh, I believe Enikbari is maybe at the end of the first round, maybe early second round. Uh, so it, it'd be it's going to be nice to to see this guy up close. 
Yeah, absolutely. Brainiest defensive end is is absolutely how you would describe him. His football IQ and awareness are A++. Um, that's definitely his calling card. And he's athletic too. It's not that he isn't, but he knows how to use his athleticism really well. I, I like that pick a lot. Your edges are good. Um, so since your edges are good, and I'm envisioning our two teams going at it in a, a quasi seven on seven, I need some offensive linemen. So I'm going to take Darian Kennard, the tackle from Kentucky. Uh, this is a guy that I had in our dream off season, uh, with the 35th overall pick, uh, after trading George Fant, which again, I think it's possible that Fant could look to stay at left tackle or look for a raise. If that happens, I think a trade becomes an option. Um, but outside of that, Darian Kennard himself, this is a guy that fits the Jets mold at tackle. He's big, he's holding, hulking, he's strong, he's a bully. Uh, he's more agile than I think he gets credit for. He's solid in pass protection. Uh, this is a guy that can be your right tackle of the future. He's already playing right tackle now, so you're not even asking him to move over and learn a new position or anything else. He'll stay right at home. Um, you got to round out your offensive line. So if I'm the Jets, I think this is a smart move. And if I'm trying to beat your team with mine, I think this is a smart move too. Uh, yeah, I, I like this pick. Uh, he moves very well. Uh, he's got good body control. He moves to the second level very well. Um, and he knows how to just move people around. He's got that tenacity that you look for. Uh, he's played both guard and tackle, I believe. Uh, so having that fluidity in the uh, position-wise uh, is very valuable. Uh, I believe somebody said today that uh, that JD loves uh, fluidity in, in position. So, yeah, I saw something uh, about that. Something about that. So I, uh, I, I applaud this pick. I think he, he would uh, bring a lot of variety to the line and also be a good. Uh, I don't know if he can play left tackle though. I don't think he's played any. I don't think tackle. he needs to though. That's why I think it makes sense. Is that I would draft him with the thought of he's your right tackle, and that I'm not worried about it. Yeah, that, I and mean, that's that's very reasonable. I think uh, if we're thinking about replacing Fant, then. Uh, we, we need one person to replace Beckton if need be. Would you, would that be Moses or? Yeah. Not to get off topic. I, I re-signed okay. Moses. Like we had in our dream off season was exactly okay. the plan that I would follow is I re-signed Moses. I let him and Kennard compete for the right tackle spot. Whoever wins the job starts, whoever doesn't becomes the backup for either or. Yeah. All right. Fair point. I, I like it. Hmm. Now what do I do? Let's see. I got my edge rushers. Uh, I got McBride, but maybe I need a wide receiver. You know what? I'm going to steal the guy that you were watching the day and, and fell in love with. I'm going to go with Romeo Dobbs from, uh, from uh, Nevada. Uh, I, I, I hate you. you. <laughs> I haven't seen much of him. I was watching uh, Turner and, and saw glimpses of, of uh, Romeo, uh, but he does look like that guy that, kind of like Berrios, right? Or, and, and more like you're kind of a, a quarterback's best friend, I think is as you described it. Oh yeah. Yep. The, That's exactly what he is. I'll take over the breakdown for you. Uh, yeah, please, I'm going to wax, I'm going to wax poetically about this guy. And if you didn't take him, I was going to take him real soon. Um, this dude is a natural receiver. If there ever was one, uh, he has, he's six two, about 200. So he's got good size. He can play on the outside. No problem. Runs really crisp routes, uh, is, has great acceleration off the line. His hands are excellent. He makes contested catches. He transitions from receiver to runner. He is no fear over the middle. Uh, there's nothing that this guy doesn't do outside of break tackles a little more frequently than I would hope and block. 
But if you're drafting him to be a receiver, if you need a go-to receiver, a guy that's going to be like a Keenan Allen in the NFL or a Michael Gallup as the guy that kept coming to my mind when I was watching him, this mm-hmm. is it. I mean, he is reliable. He can win short, intermediate, and deep. He's got plenty of speed to win deep. He knows how to separate. He's not just a contested catch guy. He's not a contested catch guy at all. He creates separation all the time. He is a hands catcher through and through. Uh, there's there's not many flaws I have with him. I think he is a diamond in the rough. Yeah, uh, I, I can't wait to really dig into his tape and uh, and and see what he's all about. Uh, but if he's even half of what Gallup is, I think that would be uh, very valuable to us. Yeah, Let's absolutely. See. That's a good pick. That's definitely a good pick. Um, you went and oh, I just went. You, you go. Yeah, <laughs> you were yeah, talking you, about him. But I, I don't know. What yeah, I know. Got confused. <laughs> yeah. You went and loaded up your defensive ends. So I'm going to go ahead and play counter to that. And I'm going to load up my offensive tackles here. And I'm taking Trevor Petting uh, from Northern, uh, Northern Iowa to go and pair up with Darian Gennard. Another guy that's six, seven, three twenty-one, and just a bully. His core strength and his strength in his hands and his, his arms is something else. He has one of the nastiest snatch and trap moves I've seen from any offensive tackle this year. For those that don't know what a snatch and trap move is, a lot of times when you're an offensive tackle and you have a defensive end or, you know, et cetera, who's trying to blitz you and you're in pass protection, you'll have a guy trying to do a bull rush. Now, when players are trying to bull rush and they're trying to just run through you with strength, a lot of times they're going to be leaning forward. They're going to be having all their momentum coming ahead. They're going to get out over their toes. So if you can be smart and you can have a good anchor and good grip strength, if you can catch the guy as he's coming to make that bull rush and you can take your arms, kind of grab his wrists, throw off his anchor point and eliminate the contact to get onto you as he's throwing that bull, you're going to throw him off balance. And you can basically catch them in midair and throw them onto the ground. Trevor Penning does it almost like four or five times a game. Just no problem. Get my length, catch the guy, and then throws him down so viciously. It just throws these guys' faces into the dirt. He's a bully. He is really strong. He's good movement for his size. I want to see a little more motor in him, and I want to see a little more uh, a little more awareness to speed rushes. He's probably about a, a mid-second round pick in my eyes right now, but the potential is through the roof, and I really like the the plays that flash are really, really something. Uh, is he on the Lions uh, roster? I think he's on the Jets yeah. roster. Is he on the Jets roster? Oh, I'm pretty great. sure he's on the Jets roster, actually. I will take that. Uh, yeah, he's a bully, and especially if you're going to be going up against guys, uh, my guys, like uh, Enigbari and, mm. and, uh, and JJ, you're going to want that bully to bully those guys. Um, so, yeah, that's a great pick. Um, I wonder if uh, for the Jets, at least, uh, I, I, I saw him more as a, as a power gap scheme fit. Uh, I, he's, Agreed. he has decent movement skills, uh, but I would say we, we should be, get a little bit more athleticism, uh, for what we need in wide zone. Uh, but yeah, for a nice power gap scheme team, I feel like he would be the, the perfect fit. Let's yeah, see. I agree. I completely agree. All right. Moving on. I'm going to go back to the defensive line and go Devonte Wyatt. Interior Good defensive one. lineman from Georgia. Uh, the guy is a monster. The, you, you don't expect to see guys his size move the way that he moves. Uh, you saw it in the championship game. He was constantly uh, winning his matchups up front uh, with speed and power. Uh, he's very good against the run. 
Uh, and he's in the backfield before you know it with the quick little a swim move. Um, I, if we don't bring back Fatukasi, uh, he would be a great replacement. Even if we do bring back Fatukasi, I think he would be great depth and maybe a future replacement for Fatukasi, depending on the contract. Uh, I love what he brings. Uh, put him next to to Johnson and Enigbari, and you, you got a bunch of monsters up front. I like that a lot. Yeah, uh, Devontae Wyatt's a guy we were both really upset wasn't on the Jets senior bowl roster because um, we both think, like you said, there's a sneaky need at defensive tackle, uh, and he's he's a lot better than he gets credit for. I like that a lot. Um, I'm going to take the first corner off the board, uh, so go oh. ahead and give me Kobe Bryant. Yeah, um, I, he is clearly the top corner at the senior bowl. Uh, and there's always a thing. He's got like a special place in my heart as the, the lesser known guy in the really good duo where when you have two really good corners and they form a good duo and you have Kobe Bryant and sauce Gardner at Cincinnati, um, sauce Gardner is going to be the headliner. He doesn't get targeted as much. He's smothering the number one. He's blanketing. He's doing his thing. Not that there's anything wrong with that sauce Gardner is who he is for a reason, but Kobe Bryant got targeted a lot more. And he had to deal with a lot more situations where he's the guy being targeted and picked on specifically because teams don't even want to deal with sauce Gardner. And he was good enough to win the Thorpe award as the nation's top DB. So that's, that really says something. I love his attitude. I love his ball skills. I love his fluidity. Uh, I really think that he's a good fit. I don't know if the jets are going to take a corner early enough to draft him. And he may be a guy that everyone sees in jets mock drafts for, for months and months, but there's no real shot. He ever ends up actually being on the team. Outside of that, if I'm drafting for our team here, I'm going to take him as the top corner, and I would have no problem if the Jets took him either. That's a great pick, and probably one I would have made next uh, if you didn't. Uh, with a name like Kobe Bryant, he's got a lot to live up to, and so far in his early days at Cincinnati, he's lived up to that. Uh, like you said, Sauce Garner, he teams avoided Sauce, exactly, and that put a lot of pressure on Kobe. And he stepped up to the plate and did very well in that situation. Um, I see him as maybe a late second, early third round pick. Uh, like you said, I don't know if the Jets are going to want to go cornerback that early. But hey, if they do, I can think of uh, a lot worse than Kobe Bryant. I would be very happy with that pick. Yeah, it's a good one. That's a good one. I like Kobe Bryant a lot. Um, I'm I'm really excited for his future. Yeah, uh, I, I I hope uh, he doesn't go to the AFC if we don't get him. Let's see. If you want Kobe Bryant, see that 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 really screws up my plan because I really wanted Kobe Bryant. You know, what? I'm going to go. Is a bitch. I'm going to go back to the offensive line and go with the guy that we both know very well. Uh, and that is Cole Strange, interior uh, offensive yep. lineman from uh, Chattanooga. The guy is strong. He's powerful. He's He's got great movement skills. Um, if he wasn't on a small school, if, if he didn't go to a small school, I believe he would be talked about as an early, maybe second round pick, maybe. Uh, as it is, maybe he's a late second, early third round pick. Uh, I, I fell in love with his, his tape uh, playing against Kentucky. Uh, they have a decent defensive line uh, and a, keep, a couple guys that are also in the, in the senior bowl as well uh, that he'll be going up against. And he did very well. 
and a few other games I saw. He just shows up all the time. You just see it play and play out. A lot of uh, a, a lot of energy, a high motor guy, and he's got all the tools that would really fit well in our wide zone scheme. Uh, Cole Strange, come on down. Yeah, he's going to be a name we talk about a lot uh, on this show, on any other shows that we do, any draft breakdowns. He's he's our guy, and he's going to stay our guy for a reason. It's it's just like Vera Tucker last year. We see the fit, we see we see the scheme fit, we see the natural, just easy polish, easy transition, and it makes sense for a reason. So I'm right there with you. Um, from one interior offensive lineman to another, uh, I'm building a wall up front. I want Zion Johnson uh, from Boston College. This guy is another. Great fit in our scheme as a guard has good movement skills. I think he's a little bit more of a bully than Cole strange. I think he's a little Cole's a little bit quicker, a little lighter on his feet. Zion's a little more powerful. Um, but regardless, this is just a rock solid guard. There's not really much to say about him other than he just gets the job done. He's a bring your lunch pail type of dude. He brings the attitude. The jets are going to want solid in both phases and the run and pass. Uh, I'm, I would want the jets to build their offensive line. Like I'm building mine right now. So I hope that that's what we see in the future. Yeah. Like you said, a bunch of monsters uh, and Zion definitely fits the bill. I do uh, have a type. You do have a type. <laughs> and you know what? Boston college has a type as well. And he uh, is, is a, a through and through Boston college offensive lineman, that mean, powerful guy. But yeah, like you said, he also has uh, movement skills uh, that would survive in our scheme. So yeah, if we go, interior offensive line early in the second round i would see zion being the guy uh, i like that pick a lot let's see all right i'm gonna go with the cornerback now roger mcfrey from auburn uh i saw a lot of this guy last year and really liked him uh he's got long speed and he's uh over six foot uh he's able to hang with guys i i, I made a note here that he did very well against Dotson uh, from uh, Penn State when they went up against each other. Uh, he has a way of using the, the sidelines well uh, for leverage. He knows how to really pinch receivers and, get, and he gets his head around to find the ball. He's got good ball skills as well. Uh, he's uh, pretty good with his hips, uh, pretty uh, fluid and patient with them. He doesn't he doesn't jump uh, at the first move. He he's pretty disciplined. Uh, I think since Kobe Bryant's off, uh, I'm McCurry would be a, a nice second choice. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. He's probably going to go. He might go higher than Kobe Bryant, honestly. He might. Um, he might. Which which it may not be warranted, but it might happen. Um, which that's that'll be something interesting to see. Um, let's see here. Let me look over here. Da, 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 da. Um. I'm going to take the first safety. Uh, go ahead and no. include it on the back end. Yeah, I know. You know it's coming. Uh, this is a guy that I watched earlier today and really, really liked, and that is Jalen Petrie from Baylor. Um, he is a kind of a nickel safety linebacker hybrid. Uh, he plays all three for Baylor. He plays what's called a star position. Baylor's head coach uh, is Dave Aranda, who used to be LSU's defensive coordinators, one of the most inventive defensive coaches uh, in all of football uh, the last handful of years. And so for Dave Aranda's defense, he plays what's called the star position. So on base downs, he's playing outside linebacker. On nickel situations, he's their nickel corner or their safety. And he does it all. 
you know, whatever you ask of him, he does it all. He's he makes plays in coverage. He plays the run really, really well. He doesn't look that big. I think he's only about six foot 200 lifted. If I'm remember uh, listed, if I'm remembering correctly, but he doesn't care. He'll come downhill. He'll blitz. He'll play the run. Uh, they blitz him a ton. Um, and he does a really good job at it. This is a guy that I would say for the jets in particular, put him at strong safety and be perfectly comfortable with him there in that position for the next five, 10 years. I think he's, I think he's an NFL player. He's got the instincts of an NFL player. He's got the attitude of an NFL player. This is a dude you just want on your football team. Yeah. He's yeah. Like you said, he's not the, the biggest guy in the world at six foot, like one ninety three, uh, but he's flies around the field. Uh, he's always around the ball. He's a very sure tackler. Uh, he's a great He'll blitzer. lay the wood too. He will lay the wood. Uh, so yeah, he's, he's got all the tools to, to be, uh, that, yeah, like that, that, that kind of strong safety linebacker slot corner, uh, kind of guy. He, he can do a lot of different things and he's, he's very fluid in how you use him. I, I like that pick a lot. And again, uh, one that I probably would have made next if you didn't do it. Hmm. All right. Since you took him, I still need another tackle. Uh, so I am going to go Daniel Fileli from Easy Minnesota. Uh, he is a huge, huge man. This guy is gigantic. He sat out last year uh, for COVID, but he came back strong this year. Had a very good year. Uh, and he moves decently well for a guy his size. Uh, which will be needed. Uh, I would say he's probably a step below um, Becton as far as big guys that can move, uh, but he moves well enough that he could survive in our scheme. Uh, he is just, like I said, I, I can't say enough how big this guy is. Um, and he, he, he's got such a large wingspan that even if he cheats a little to the outside with speed rushers, if they try to counter him, they, they've got a long way to go to get around his arms. Uh, he uses the, the hug technique uh, very well, uh, that, uh, which uh, allows him to really use his anchor and uh, not let speed rushers uh, really get by him. Uh, I, I like Lely a lot. I think he would be a nice compliment, especially with uh, Raymond on the other side. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's a guy that I think the Jets will be heavily, heavily, heavily interested in. Uh, just that build, his movement skills at that build, you know, that's Joe Douglas being from Baltimore, born and raised is, and I'm making this comparison solely on the size of human being that he is and nothing else. Joe Douglas is going to see John Ogden. He's going to oh, see yeah. six, nine and gigantic and can move at that size and go, that's the dude. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up actually being on the jets of all the, the second round ish offensive tackles of the group. I think if there's anyone that's likely to be in New York, it's full, it's Daniel for sure. Um, that leads me to the next part of the crop here. And I'm going ahead and I'm looking Matt. I'm looking at our big board that we had compiled that you compiled for, uh, for our little draft here. Uh, and I don't see any running backs, any running backs. There's no running backs. on there. <laughs> so I'm going to take the first one off the board off your big board uh, that is not listed. And I'm going to take Brian Robinson from Alabama um, nice. as my running back. Uh, I think he's the best running back at the senior role. Um, 
I would be interested to see Jerome Ford as well as kind of a sleeper, but that might be a guy you end up taking. We can talk about him. Uh, This isn't about him. Anyway, Brian Robinson brings uh, the power that the Jets really would need in their backfield. They need a bruiser. They need someone that can pick up some tough yards. Uh, He's quicker than I think he gets credit for. He makes plays as a receiver. Uh, He's just a a solid all around back. Uh, He's going to be a guy that plays in the league for a long time. It's going to be really, really solid at it. I don't know if he's ever going to be amazing, But if you're looking for a guy to pair with Michael Carter, I think there's a lot worse that you could do. And for my offense in particular, uh, we're coming for your throat. We're going to run. I'm not worried about your pass rush because we're just going to run Brian Robinson behind Darian Kennard and Trevor Penning and Zion Johnson and say, have fun. Yeah, he is a bruiser. Uh, And that Cincinnati game, you just see him just dragging the entire team. Uh, And they really didn't need to throw the ball much because Robinson was just doing everything. He was just so good and he's a pretty good receiver too out of the backfield uh i think uh he would be a great addition to this offense and be, would be a great pairing with uh, michael carter and coleman if we bring him back uh yeah we we do need a bruiser and that got me thinking who sh- maybe i should get a running back i i i yeah i did not have any on our on my big board uh because i only picked guys uh up to like around the third round i don't think any of these running backs will go that high. I don't think so either. So let's see who is left. That's a, a running back. You said Jerome Ford. You know, I think I will go Jerome Ford because he's a bit of a bruiser as well. Uh, and like you said, we we need that kind of running back. Our short yardage game was horrendous. And I don't want to have to rely on Carter and Coleman, uh, guys like them, to have to get those really tough yards uh, on goal lines or fourth uh, short yardage guys. Uh, so I think a guy like Ford, if you have Robinson, I think Ford would, would be the, my next choice. He is also just a bully up there. He has such a low center of gravity, uh, and power. He's got those thick legs that just don't stop moving. Um, I think he would be a, a, a great addition to that running back group. Yeah. Yeah. He's a bowling ball. You're 5'11", 220. That's that's a bowling ball. Thick legs, thick yep. lower body. He's another guy that would be that would be another good fit. And Cincinnati's run a lot of handful of zone concepts too, so it wouldn't be too unfamiliar with him. Same with Brian Robinson at Bama, but but even mm-hmm. still. Um, all right. So there's only one more position that I'm looking at the positions that I still have left to get that you haven't already taken. Um, and there is only one spot left that I really need to worry about, in my opinion, and that is my second interior offensive lineman. So I don't see a too many other listed guys here uh, that I really like. So I'm actually going to go off the board here and I'm going to take somebody that's not in our big board. Uh, I want Cade Mays from Tennessee. This is a guy that was a former five-star offensive lineman. One of the most highly recruited offensive linemen coming out of high school in the last handful of years when he was coming out, Uh, originally committed to Tennessee was a Tennessee native, grew up in Knoxville, grew up a big Tennessee fan. Um, Stayed there, then decommitted, went to Georgia, played at Georgia for a little bit, has since transferred and is now back at Tennessee. Um, And this is the guy that people were missing when they were watching Trey Smith last year. He is just like Trey Smith, same sort of build, about 6'5", 325, rock solid uh, guard, no problems on the interior, um, just a bully. 
like I said before, I have a type. I want my offensive lineman to beat you into the ground on every play and let you know that they did it afterwards. And that's Cade Mays to a T. I think he is going to be a guy that gets drafted later to wherever team ends up taking him. And by the end of his rookie season, he's starting at guard. Yeah, I, I agree. He definitely plays with an edge. He wants to impose his will uh, on defenders every play. Uh, he, he fits uh, the mold that you've been building uh, so far and kind of the mold that JD's been building as well. Uh, he's played all over the offensive line, I believe, but I think he probably projects best at, at right guard. So that, that's that, where I'd put him. That, that fits a, a whole, uh, the, yeah, I, I, I like him a lot. Um, yeah, he's, he's got that blend of size and power and tenacity that you just love. Um, that's a good pick. Hmm. Now, if I, I think I still need another interior lineman. That you do. That's why I made this pick now. You know what? I don't believe I I've picked a safety yet either. I, I, I'm not building the. I, I'm not using proper uh, roster building here. I, I, I'm missing a lot of positions. Overdraft uh, that D lineman. D line friend, have fun. Oh, you know what? I found an interior lineman I like, like the Smith. From uh, Virginia Tech, he's another guy that uh, that moves very well. Has uh, that tenacity. Uh, he he's very strong. Uh, he moves uh, vertically and laterally very well. Uh, he's got powerful paws. Uh, when he hits you, you you feel it. Uh, he's got that stopping power uh, that helps with his with a strong anchor. Uh, he's uh, he's done very well for himself this year. Uh, I can see him being a nice uh, fit as a right guard uh, as well. Yeah. Yeah. I can see him fitting. I, I like him, but I like Cade Bays better. That's why I did, I passed on him. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think I have Smith maybe as a fourth rounder and Cade may as, uh, as maybe a late fourth, early fifth. I, I have Smith just ranked a little bit higher. Yeah. They're uh, close. So that's just me. Yeah, it's splitting hairs. They're close. Personal opinions is going to be a slight difference. Um, I need another receiver. Um, looking at the list here, and you stole my guy in Romeo Dubs, so I'm still a little sad about that. I was hoping to have the the all star pairing of Dotson and Dubs, um, but I can't quite do there. So I'm going to turn to another one of my sleepers, actually, and it's another guy that's not on our list here. Um, that's Dontario Drummond from Ole Miss. Um, this guy was Matt Corral's go to target this year. And he was really, really electric anytime he got the opportunity to get the ball. He's the type of guy where the year before at Ole Miss, Matt Corral fed Elijah Moore, and he was the guy that just ate up all the targets, was the the Wayne Kiffin, I'm going to scheme plays for this guy and just make him the focal point of my offense. It was Dontario Drummond this year, and he did a really good job at it. He's 6'1", 220. He fits, he's just like that A.J. Brown mold, and he kind of plays like A.J. Brown too. He, not unlike Dubs, he's really good after the catch. He makes people miss. He runs through tackles. Uh, he's good over the middle, makes yards after contact, all of that can win down the field. Um, I would say dubs is more polished, but this guy's a little bit more of the, the wild card athlete electric, uh, electricness to his game that dubs is a little bit lacking in, um, give me those two as a pairing in Jahan Dotson and Dontario Drummond. And I'm pretty happy with those receivers. Hmm. I haven't seen much of Drummond yet. Uh, I like him a lot. If, if he's anything like what you just said, I, I think that's an intriguing pick. Where, where would you, uh, see him uh, going? I see right now he's probably about a mid fourth 
maybe fifth, uh, but he's, he's a poor man's AJ Brown to me. That's mm-hmm. that's it's just the same build, the same sort of run after this catch skills. You can design him plays where he's going to eat people alive on dig routes in the NFL, where just let him get over the middle, catch the ball in stride, and then trying to tackle him when he gets going, it's going to be tough. So he'd pretty much just, he'd be like a big slot kind of. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I can see him playing outside. He did both at Ole Miss, um, but he's, he's going to be, I don't know if he's ever going to be the guy that's like, he's your number one go-to receiver, but he's a guy that you scheme plays for, and he's going to be really effective. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. He's another guy I gotta, I gotta watch. Uh, but you know, what? if we're going wide receivers, I'm going to go off my big board as well uh, and go Danny gray from SMU. SMU has a pair of uh, wide receivers at the senior bowl, uh, him and Reggie Robertson jr. And both, these guys are electric. They are track and field guys converted to wide receivers and they fly around the field. You can, they have the capabilities of taking the top off of defenses, every play. Uh, Danny gray uh, was a transfer from a junior college uh, last year and he stepped up right away. He, he uh, showed up and, I believe he even outplayed Reggie Robertson this year. Um, so he's a guy I really like, and I, you, you can always use more speed on offense. Um, and other than more, I don't think we have as much deep speed. We don't have like, we don't really have that many guys that can no. take the top off. So Danny Gray can step in and be that guy. Yeah. He, I haven't seen him either. I think that's funny. The last two guys were both here and for the first time, but I agree. We do need some more speed, uh, especially at receiver. We need some guys that can stretch the field. Um, moving on. Uh, I got tight end left to pick. I got all my edges and all my, all my defensive line, actually all of it. Um, but your defensive line is pretty close to filled. So I'm going to go ahead, grab one uh, player left. Cause I think you only have one interior guy. Uh, yeah. And Wyatt. So I'm going to go and get my first interior guy and I'm taking Haskell Garrett from Ohio state. Um, this, Ooh. I love Ohio state offensive linemen because I love their offensive line coach. Larry Johnson uh, has been one of the best defensive line coaches in all of football for practically 20 years. I mean, the guy's track record, uh, I'll just run through some of the names of Larry Johnson's tutelage of defensive linemen. And I could go on a lot further than this, but this is just off the top of my head. Tamba Hali, Cameron Wake, Yator Gross-Matos, um, Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, uh, Chase Young, um, the interior, who was the interior guy at Ohio State a few years ago that came out that was pretty good. Um, they had oh, uh, Michael Bennett, I think was his name. Um, there's Larry Johnson's career. Cameron, uh, Cameron wakes another one from Penn state. His career is, is insane. Uh, he's an incredible defensive line coach and Haskell Garrett is just another guy, uh, under his tutelage that I think is going to be really, really good in the pros is, uh, six two, about 300. So he's not the biggest guy, but he plays with good leverage. He plays with motor. He plays with effort, uh, for the jet scheme. I think he could be a sub three tech, uh, on the interior. If he came down to it, if they don't sign Sheldon Rankins, I think this is a guy that could replace him as Quinnen Williams backup. Um, just a, an all around solid interior defensive lineman. Uh, it's a good way to start my line, uh, starting it off kind of late. Yeah. I, I see him as a rotational, uh, three tech as well. Uh, he's got a great first step. Uh, and he uses leverage very well. He's got powerful hands yep. uh, that offensive linemen have trouble with. 
Um, yeah, he, he's the kind of guy that, yeah, I, I could see us uh, grabbing in like the fourth or fifth round, uh, maybe a little earlier. Uh, and being the depth that we need uh, up front, uh, I, I can't really stress enough how bad our uh, our run defense has been uh, last year. Not great, Bob. And it all and it all starts up front. Uh, so bring in some more guys. Let's see if we can fix it. Uh, Garrett would be a, a guy I would choose as well. Well, he's no longer a guy I can choose. So I will go with somebody else. I am going to go. Hmm. I think I'm going to have to go Bama. Yep, I'm going to go Bama and go Fedarian Mathis. He is another big guy from Bama. Bama really turns out these uh, interior D linemen like crazy. Uh, he, he, I think this year he had around 40 tackles, uh, maybe like 10 interior guy. That's really impressive. Uh, that's a lot. And that's a lot. I think seven sacks as well. Uh, so he was very productive as a pass rusher. Uh, and he's very good as a run defender too. Uh, at a six, four, three seventeen. Uh, he's got the bulk and he knows how to use his length and his strength to disengage from blocks. Uh, and he can provide that stoutness up front. Um, I like him a lot. I think he would fit right in. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one for sure. Um, I'm down to my last three picks here. Uh, I got my tight end and I got my two edges to uh, get through. So I got the pick of the litter because you're full on those positions. So we're mm -hmm. just going to go down the list here. Start it off in no particular order. Um, this guy is not the highest rated tight end that I have available at the senior bowl. Uh, my tight end rankings would tell me to take Isaiah likely here uh, from my uh, alma mater, coastal Carolina, shout out, go shots uh, shots up. Anyway, I'm not going to do that because I want to wax poetic about Jeremy Ruckert for a second. So I'm going to take Jeremy Ruckert as my tight end. Uh, first things first, this guy uh, is a Long Island native, a uh, diehard Jets fan growing up. When he was announced that he was on the Jets roster uh, for the Senior Bowl, his dad was on Twitter sharing pictures of a very young Jeremy Ruckert with uh, Jet stickers on his face wearing old jerseys. This is a His dad was basically pleading for the team to draft him and make his son's hometown dream come true of playing for his favorite team. Uh, love that story right off the bat. So any, not often do people want to be jets. So when you got fine guys that very much want to be jets, it's always a good feeling on top of that. Jeremy Ruckert's a great player. This is a guy that if he came out last year, uh, he probably could have been a second, third round pick. And I think that's about where he's going to end up being this year. But I remember, Matt, we talked about it uh, last year watching Fields at Ohio State when we were falling in love with Chris Olave uh, as well. We mentioned Jeremy Ruckert. He's a guy that's a great blocker, good on the edge, can be, be the two-way tight end that this system really needs. And that's kind of why I'm taking him over Isaiah Likely. As much as I like Isaiah Likely and think he's a solid blocker, he's not as good as Ruckert. And I think Ruckert is the more complete player uh, and better fit for the scheme. Plus, if he wants to be a Jet, bring him on down. Back-to-back -back Ohio State players for me. At uh, Give me Jeremy Ruckert as my tight end. Yeah. Uh, see, the thing about Ruckert is that he's a little bit more projection because at Ohio State, you had guys like Wilson and Olave. Yeah. Uh, and they got a, a bunch of star wide receivers that took a lot of the targets. Uh, but when Rucker did get targeted, he was very efficient. 
He knows how to use his size well to shield off defenders. He's uh, pretty good at getting the yards after catch. Uh, he's got all the things that you look for. Uh, but again, it's a little bit more projection. And But from what we've seen, uh, he definitely can do it all. Uh, and yeah, like you said, bring home uh, a, a New York native. Yeah, no complaints there. No complaints there at all for me. Uh, what's your next pick? Who are you taking? Let's see. I still need a safety. Uh, I think I'm going to go a little unconventional here. Uh, I'm going to take Jojo Dalton, who's actually a linebacker from Nebraska, but he was also kind of uh, a hybrid kind of guy who can also be a safety. He can sort of be the same thing as, as Petrie. Um, he's not as uh, athletic as Petrie, but he still knows how to drop in the coverage and be efficient. He knows how to break down. He's got good eyes. He uh, and he, he knows how to lay the wood. And if if asked to blitz, he's pretty good at that too. Um, he's kind of the poor man Petrie, I believe. Uh, and he maybe projects more as a linebacker, uh, but I can definitely see him being that will safety hybrid. Um, I, I I like Domain a lot. Uh, I'm not sure which roster he's on, but uh, I, I I hope the I think he's on the Lions yeah, roster. Uh, he's on the Lions roster. Damn. Uh, but yeah, he's at two thirty, uh, so he's a little heavy uh, for the, the safety spot. But uh, he he moves pretty well. He he, he that two thirty moves uh, well enough that I think he could survive as a safety. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. I am right there with you. That's a that is a very very solid pick. Um, you had mentioned him. Um, I hadn't gotten. Uh, into his tape yet when I was talking about Petrie earlier today, but you had mentioned him as a guy that was like a poor man's version of Petrie. And then funny enough, right before we recorded this show, I was recording uh, my other show, Believe in Jets. Uh, we were doing a crossover with the Lions show that they have, funny enough. And the host of the Lions show mentioned him again as a guy that he really liked. So it's like, I had not heard this guy until this morning and now <laughs> I've heard his name three times in a day. Uh, so yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I have my two edge rushers to take left. Uh, so in no particular order, we're going to go through these last two guys, but I'm going to start things off with my Jay Sanders. Um, this is a guy that I don't think fits the jet scheme. Uh, and I'm going to stop saying this is a guy so much as, as much as it kills me, but buckle up guys. It's draft season. That's how it's going to be. Um, Sanders is a three, four outside linebacker where he's a little bit smaller. He's a little bit skinnier. He's got a good first step. He's plenty strong for his size to be completely honest. Uh, but I just don't think he fits the jet scheme as a defensive end, taking that out of the equation and looking at this from our fantasy draft perspective and looking at this from my Jay Sanders in a, in a vacuum, I actually really liked him. I really thought he was a solid player. Uh, his legs are some of the skinniest I've ever seen on an edge player. <laughs> and that worries me in the future, but the dude can generate power. And if he gets into your chest and can get under you with good leverage, he'll run you over um, on top of his bend. And on top of his speed to the corner, he's going to be a, an effective pass rusher in the pros just off his build uh, and just off his athleticism from there. So considering I have no defensive ends on my team in the last few spots to take, I'm going to go ahead and take my Jay Sanders to start things off. I like him. I just don't like him for the jets. Yeah. I mean, on the jets, he would probably be what just a pass rushing specialist pretty much. He'd yeah. be what we want Huff to be pretty much. Pretty, pretty much. Uh, uh, yeah. Like you said, he's, he's got that slight build. Uh, so he probably would not survive as a three down guy. Uh, but yeah, for these purposes, I think uh, he would be a great addition. Um, he's, 
he's definitely better than you would think he would be uh, against the run. Yeah, he's, he really he knows, is. He knows how to disengage. Uh, he's uh, pretty good at, at at setting that edge. Um, yeah, he's so a lot yeah, stronger it, than he looks. He is. Uh, I can see if, maybe if he, he he puts some beef on and he he's able to hold that athleticism. You know what? He could be uh, a, a sleeper that could really uh, thrive. Hmm. I think what do I have left? Oh, quarterback and linebacker. All right. You know what? I'm going to go Chad Muma. Uh, he is a linebacker from Wyoming. Uh, he's got great uh, agility and mobility. Uh, it makes him very good uh, going uh, sideline to sideline. Uh, tracking people down, scraping over top, and and just making plays. Uh, he r- he rarely misses tackles, uh, and he's got such great instincts. So he takes very good angles to the ball carrier, and he knows how to sift through the the garbage and just find the guy and bring him down. Uh, a little, uh, I mean, he's from Wyoming, but guess what? I, I I don't really care where you're from if you play like he plays. Uh, he would be a, a great addition to a linebacking core that maybe struggled at times, uh, especially uh, when it came to run defending. So bringing in Muma, I feel like would be a, a great addition and he's got uh, the ability as a, in coverage as well. Yeah. Uh, he's a guy that uh, our friend, David Wyatt Hupton, shout out to the Jets, uh, Jets wire uh, is in love with. Uh, he's oh, been yeah. ranting and raving about for months now. Um, with no regard <laughs> pretty much for anyone who will listen. He's going to talk about Chad Muma. Um, he's a solid player. He's good in coverage all around, just solid linebacker. Not upset with that at all. I am a little surprised you didn't take Quay Walker uh, to be completely honest. Cause I know you like him a lot too, but I do like him. Muma just uh, after David uh, uh, pointed him out to us, I, I, mm-hmm. I went and, and, and looked at him as, you know what, this, this guy is the real deal. And I, I can see him going, uh, early third round and, and being that guy for us. Yeah, I could see it too. I could definitely see it too. I could see it being a fit. I don't know if the jets in particular would take a linebacker that high, but if they do, I could see him being in play. Um, I got another edge to take here. Uh, I'm going to go down the list to take my other guy. I have these guys pretty closely ranked. Um, haven't done too much grading yet, but just from what I've seen initially, that's going to be Arnold. I'm sure I'm butchering this Ebiketti from Penn state. Um, Hopefully I'm not butchering his name too bad, but he is, uh, he's Arnold. He's the Terminator. You know, he, he is quick as heck off the edge. He's kind of got that little bit of the quitty pay build, uh, where mm-hmm. he's about six, two, six, three, about two sixty plus just the sawed off shotgun, Carl Lawson, quitty pay type of guy. And I love those dudes. Uh, those are, that's my type of build, uh, for a defensive end for a weak side end, because you can have the stoutness against the run where you can still be strong. A lot of times if those guys, they usually all have good first steps, uh, with that size, especially guys like Carl Lawson, especially Arnold as well. Um, and they have natural leverage advantages and it allows them to use all that power and strength, uh, and speed to get up under people's, uh, under people's shoulder pads, drive them away. It makes them really, really hard to block. Uh, and he's got that perfect type of build having him in my Jay Sanders coming off the edge. That's rough. Uh, that's, that's a pretty scary duo uh, coming around the corner. You say 260. I, I think he's a little light. I think he's around his two, listed at 256. 256. All right. Uh, so 256, last... 260, four pounds difference. Again, that's listing. We'll see what the combine shows and everything else. But I think last year he was clo- probably closer to around 240. 
so if he uh, if he did put on that weight, uh, he didn't look much uh, slower yeah. at all this yeah. year. Penn State's roster has him listed at two fifty six, six three, okay. two fifty six. Yeah, he's he's a, a lightning bolt off the edge. Uh, he's got some of the the best bend I've seen in this class. Uh, I, back when he was on Temple, uh, I, uh, I I saw him and, and really fell in love with him. He's uh, he's he's got the motor. He's got the length. He knows how to shed tackles uh, and just come clean uh, very easily. Uh, I, I like him a lot. Uh, I see him projecting more as a three-four edge uh, outside linebacker. Same. Uh, but I think as a situational pass rusher, he would, he would definitely be very good. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Uh, Matt, we got a couple more picks left. I did realize we only took one corner. So maybe since we have two receivers, we could have one last round where we each take our final corner, but if not, who you got as your last pick? Sure. Uh, well, let's see. I don't have a quarterback yet, so let's just go Kenny Pickett. Uh, he's a, really? a great <laughs> Since you already took Ritter, I, I, you wouldn't I take well. Malik Willis. No, uh, I, I, I don't want to go. Uh, I, I, Willis is an incredible athlete, and he's made some throws that will m- melt your brain. Uh, it's like you, you just see the ball come fly off his his. Uh, mm-hmm. He's his hands he's, and, Rand- he's Randall Cunningham. He sure is. But I'm gonna go with Kenny Pickett, more of a standard uh, pocket passer. He's he's very. Uh, uh, strong, uh, and he has a lot of poise in the pocket. Uh, he, uh, brings a lot of, uh, size and mobility too. Uh, he, I think he, uh, led Pittsburgh in, in, uh, as a leading passer. Uh, I'm not sure if it's in yards or in scoring, but I, I'm pretty sure he leads, uh, Pittsburgh all time in something. Uh, I, he makes pretty good decisions with the ball. Uh, I think that his ability to be a reliable passer. He doesn't take too many chances, but he would be a decent uh, game manager that can be relied on. Uh, uh, if, if any other quarterback really takes off and becomes a solid guy that other teams look at other than Ritter, uh, I would say it's Pickett. Yeah, Mac Jones probably is going to have some teams thinking that that they'll have something similar there. Um, yep. But I just, for me, I, it, athleticism matters so much more than anything else for quarterbacks at this point. If you're not, if you're not a type of guy that can do what we just saw Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes do uh, in the last few minutes of that playoff game, then I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I understand. It's it's sometimes you need a God to be to God. I think that's what we, we were talking about when, yep. when talking about that game and yep. Willis most definitely has that in him. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to stick with Pickett though. Yeah. No, I get you. It's your, it's your team. So by all means do what you want to do. <laughs> um, so I got one more pick before I think we get to our, our substitute uh, secondary corners here. Um, so I got one more interior defensive lineman to match up and I'm going to take Perry and Winfrey from Oklahoma. Uh, this guy's got an interesting build. Uh, I a little more of a five tech build, um, about six four two ninety. But I think that he could be a guy where you have him put on a little bit of weight, and you don't ask him to be anything more than a one tech. And I think he can be a pretty solid interior piece um, 
on the uh, off on the defensive line, especially in the Big Twelve. Um, this is funny enough. Earlier in the show, uh, Lamont Jordan, who's my co-host on Believe in Jets show, uh, shout out to him, former Jet running back. Um, he was talking about how uh, with linebackers in particular, he didn't really like Big Twelve linebackers because they're playing so much RPO in college teams that they don't know how to handle NFL run schemes. Um, so my counterpoint to that would be for the defensive line you're seeing so much pulling action and so many different angles that yes, it's going to be harder to just get in your gap and play power. You're not quite as used to that, but you got to be a little more aware. And I think that's where Winfrey has a little bit of a leg up. I like his overall build. I like his length, his size, his power. Uh, I think there's some pieces to work with there. I think he could be a solid piece to, to round out the defensive line. And with the group we got left, me needing one more interior guy, he's the guy I want. Yeah. Winfrey's a, a good pick. It's, it's actually a pretty decent interior uh, defensive lineman class. Uh, we, a lot of guys of these guys are actually in this uh, senior bowl as well. Uh, we met, we didn't mention uh, Travis Jones yet uh, from Connecticut, uh, but he's another good. Uh, but Woodfrey, yeah, he's he's has good size and length, uh, and uh, yeah, he, they, he's kind of used in multiple positions as well. Uh, he's a little vers- He's definitely versatile. Um, yeah, he's. I think he had something like five sacks this year. So he's he's definitely got uh, the dual threat as a run stopper yeah, and, and as sacks. a pass rusher. So yeah, that's a that's a good pick. So let's see. We we need another quarterback now. Uh, yeah. Let's just do one more corner. Two receivers, right. two corners. I think seems fair. There's some good guys left that we can talk about. All right. You know who I'm going to go with? I am going to go with Darion Kendrick from Georgia. Uh, the guy like has a lot of speed. Um, if we need to anybody to line up on the outside and really hang with those burners, uh, he's a guy that I really like. Uh, but he is a little raw, though. Uh, I think he definitely needs to improve uh, his eyes. Uh, we we we've seen uh, uh, trouble uh, with with cornerbacks with with bad eyes before. Uh, yeah. But Kendrick has so much uh, uh, of physical ability that uh, I think he would be able to hold up very well in press man, uh, and also be, uh, be pretty good in the in the end zone as coverage as well. Uh, he's he's got the tools to be a very good quarterback at the next level. If he can put it all together with his eyes, I think he would be a great pick. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like that a lot as a, as a corner pairing. Um, this is interesting because we have two guys that I think are on the exact opposites of the spectrum. Uh, you have an athlete in Darian Kendrick uh, who is needs to hone his technique, needs to hone his instincts, but the the physical tools are all there and all off the charts where yeah. his potential is through the roof. Um, my guy is going to be Alante Taylor from Tennessee. Uh, and this is a guy that I have not talked about. I don't think anywhere yet, but he's a guy I've been saving uh, until we get a little closer to the draft, because this is quietly one of my favorite players in the class. Um, one of my best friends uh, is a Tennessee alum, diehard Tennessee football fan uh, to the extreme to some points and has filled me in on all things, Tennessee football for the last handful of years. So I have a little bit more of a beat on that program than I would as somebody else just being on the outside and Alante Taylor his leadership skills are amazing. 
Tennessee has been through some rough situations the last handful of years with coaching changes, rumors of different coaches been through. They're on their third head coach in five years, I think. Um, after the Jeremy Pruitt era didn't go so well, they had issues before then with Butch Jones. And, and it's just been rough for Tennessee overall. And Alante Taylor was a four-year starter and a guy that played well in the SEC every year, continued to get better and kept that team together. Uh, his in athleticism is not the most amazing thing in the world. He's not going to wow you with speed. He's not going to wow you with quickness. He's not overly big. He's not any of that, but his intangibles, his awareness, his instincts, his motor, his aggressiveness, his leadership skills, and his dog mentality are what's going to make him thrive in the NFL. And to be in that situation at Tennessee where things really weren't going well and to come out on top, keep the team together, be so well-respected and continue to make a name for himself anyway. I think that speaks a lot to who he is. He's a guy I want on my team. So if I'm adding my other corner to go with Kobe Bryant, I think Kobe Bryant and Alante Taylor are two, two just gnats that are going to be annoyances for whatever uh, offense they're going up against. I, I like Taylor a lot. Uh, he is most definitely not passive at all. No. He will come after you. And I do have a wood. type. Yes, we've mentioned. <laughs> yeah, fun, yeah, believe it or not, I like guys that are just aggressive, strong, uh, instinctive ass kickers. If that's wrong, then show me where it's wrong. That's that's not wrong. And we'll grant uh, Jamal Adams' wish and bring in a bunch of dogs, and Taylor would fit that bill to a T. Uh, yeah, he, he's not an, an, an elite athlete, but he's a good enough athlete. Uh, and his instincts and, and football IQ are very high. Uh, so yeah, it, he's, he's, uh, more polished than, than, uh, a guy like Kendricks. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I can definitely see him growing into this roster and, and being a, a, a solid cornerback. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Matt, that's our fantasy draft. Why don't you go ahead and run through your team Then I'll run through mine and we'll go ahead and get out of here. Yikes. Uh, all right. I probably should have been keeping track, but let's see. All right. <laughs> I started off with Jermaine Johnson as my edge. Uh, my other edge uh, was Kingsley Enigbari. Um, along the interior, I have Devontae Wyatt and uh, Fedarian Mathis from uh, Alabama. That's my defensive line. Uh, linebacker, I had Chad Muma from Wyoming. Uh, my quarterbacks uh, are Kendricks, like I just said, and McReary from Auburn. Uh, my safety is a, line, a linebacker safety hybrid and JoJo Dahman from Nebraska. Uh, and that should round out my defense. Uh, as for offense, uh, I had uh, all-world tight end Trey McBride. Um, for my uh, wide receivers, I have... Danny Gray from SMU and your guy, Romeo Dubs from Nevada, uh, two dynamic guys, uh, along the offensive line, uh, interior. I, I got Cole strange and Lecta Smith, a bunch of bullies that can move around very well. And then on the outside, I have, uh, Daniel Flaley and Bernard Raymond from uh, central Michigan. Uh, some big guys that know how to move. Uh, running back, I have Ford from Cincinnati, a, a thumper that can really lay the wood. Uh, my quarterback is Kenny Pickett. 
Yeah, solid team. Solid team. I'll go in the opposite of you. I'll start with my offense. Uh, I got Desmond Ritter at quarterback. Um, I got Ryan Robinson, the running back from Alabama, uh, as my running back. Gives some power, like you said. Got two bruisers at running back here. My receivers are Jahan Dotson from Penn State and Ontario Drummond from Ole Miss. Uh, two inch, uh, versatile electric guys that can win short, underneath, deep, any way you want. Uh, my tight end is Jeremy Ruckert. Shout out to Jets fan Jeremy Ruckert. Uh, hope to see him put all things together with his talent. I uh, think he's an ideal fit for the Jets offense. Uh, my offensive tackles are Darian Kennard from Kentucky and Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa. Two monster, hulking, mean mother effers that are going to ruin your day. Uh, on the interior, I got Zion Johnson from Boston College and Cade Mays from Tennessee. Uh, repeat uh, above two hulking monster MFers that are going to ruin your day. Um, my edges are my Jay Sanders from Cincinnati and Arnold Ebiketti from Penn state guys with good first steps can turn the corner, uh, win with speed, win with strength when they need to wouldn't necessarily be guys that I think would fit the jets in particular, but for our fantasy draft purposes, uh, I think that's the way to go. If you want guys that are going to be jets interest, you look at Matt's ends. If you want guys in general, you can look at mine, uh, interior. I got Haskell Garrett from Ohio state and Perry and Winfrey from Oklahoma guys with some position versatility could see, uh, add them bulk up. And I think either one of them could bulk up and play different positions uh, with their builds, but we'll see how that goes from there. My linebacker is Devin Lloyd from Utah, by far the best linebacker at the senior bowl. Going to be a first round pick for sure. My cornerbacks are Kobe Bryant from Cincinnati and Alante Taylor from Tennessee. And my safety is Jalen Petre from ba- uh, Jalen Petre from Baylor. I am pretty happy with my team, Matt. How do you feel about yours? I, I love it. These are a lot of exciting prospects. Uh, I was saying earlier how, this uh, senior bowl is just very special. Uh, I feel like it's, we're at the cross sure. section of a lot of things happening between uh, being uh, a, a second year for Zach um, and where we are in the rebuild as a whole uh, and being able to have this opportunity to have our coaches there. Uh, it, it's really making this senior bowl a little bit more special than all senior bowls before it. Yeah, it really is. Uh, this could not have been a better year for the Jets to be coaching the Senior Bowl with the class that they have. Uh, I'm really going to repeat it until I'm blue in the face. There is thank you, Houston, for being a dysfunctional dumpster fire and allowing the Jets this opportunity. We would not be able to do it without you. Want a huge shout out to Nick Casario and Jack Easterby down in Houston. Thank you very much. Uh, this is a great opportunity. And this is going to be huge for the Jets coaching staff. It's going to be huge for their front office. Like we said before, when we first did our show announcing that they would be coaching, they're going to draft people. They coach at the senior bowl. It's, it's a fact. It it is only a matter of time. We don't know who we don't know what round we don't know what position, but they will draft someone that they coached at the senior bowl. I guarantee it. Hopefully it's one of these guys that we took Uh, Matt. I think that does it for this week. This has been really fun. I can't wait to do more stuff like this. Uh, This makes me, this bit uh, felt a lot like our war room special we did last year. We'll be doing that again. Once we get really close to the draft, that'll be our last big draft episode. So make sure you guys tune in there until then we're going to cover as much of the off season as possible. Uh, Make sure you guys stay tuned for that. You can find me at Andrew golden underscore 17 on Twitter, Matt, let's go ahead, drop your handle and get on out of here. Uh, Matt, you can find me at Zazzy jets. And as always follow Vitor at Vitor Piva M. I'm just going to always say his handle because he's always (laughs) going to be part of this show. You're always in our hearts, Vitor. We'll miss you. We can't wait to have you on soon until then guys, make sure you follow at OKD podcast on Twitter. Thank you again so much for listening and we will be back next week. Bye-bye.